No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Here on the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast right here on D-Line. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. I hope you had a lovely couple of days because I certainly did. Thank you for joining us. The Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. As always, so much to get through. So little time. Little housekeeping to do tonight. Big news in the great kingdom of Boogistan. The day has finally arrived. The day hath arrived. Will you step up and, you know, do your democratic duty and vote for the flag that will represent our great nation for generations into the future? That's right. We're voting on the flag tonight. Well, at least we're announcing the vote tonight here on the Daily Boogie Podcast on a Friday night. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to share the show out, please do. If you don't want to share the show out, that's fine. I don't fucking blame you. I wouldn't either. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to vote on the flag, then you can do so by following me on Twitter. At Boogie Bumper. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Let's get right into it, shall we? The flag contest is up and running. There it is. Let me put that link in the chat for you one more time so you too can vote. It was an arduous process. There were, I want to give a tip of the hat to everybody who submitted a design. Thank you so much. I did have to narrow it down, though, because I didn't want to go crazy. <laughs> I didn't want too many. So. These are the four I'm running with. Now, let me explain. I believe the first one is General Eaton, and he did a great presentation. He explained, you know, each element of the flag. Cart Law. I think I think the flag's name is Cart Law, so I think he's the only one who actually named the flag, which is a nice touch. So that's option one, number one. Option number two uh, was Follow Q, I think, of course, with the black pill there. And a little bit of... Uh, Scottish representation, I guess you could say in one way, with the cross. Uh, item number three is from Desert Cat, who I think is now Ilsa Jane. And she did put a lot of thought into it. I do like the I like the lemon in the diamond, of course, and I like the indentations because it's supposed to look like a cracker. <laughs> so I like I do like that. Now let me explain option number four. Option number four is from yours truly. This is this comes directly from the king. Directly from the king himself. And the reason I did this was because, like, I, I wanted to submit an entry. But I do ultimately want you to decide which one. But this is kind of what I was thinking when I announced the competition, right? So let me explain the flag. It's pretty obvious. The diamond in the middle represents the inaugural, the diamond rape of the king by you, the peasants which gave birth to the nation of Boogie Stan. 
on that fateful night when the king was raped by diamonds. And the lines represent the lines in a parking lot. And the diamond is perfectly symmetrical in the parking, in the lines of the parking lot, which, as you all know, here on this show, uh, we're very freewheeling, easygoing, libertarian-minded show. But when it comes to parking lot behaviour, we enforce the rules with swift and brutal justice. In the great nation of Boogie Stand, there is no right of appeal. If you fuck around in the parking lot at the local supermarket, you will be dragged out, you will be dealt with, you will be disappeared. So the diamond rape in the parking, in the, in the car space, exactly as it should be, not going over the lines. So that's what I was thinking with option number four. Now, because the king has submitted, because the kingdom, the palace has submitted its own entry, I thought, how about, what about if we do this? Vote for any one of the four flags you want, any one that you prefer. But if option number four wins, if the, if the palace wins, <laughs> if the house wins the vote, then I, the King of Boogistan, will give a free flag to the other three people who designed a flag, and I will give away a flag next Friday via Wheel of Elimination, which is the only way we do giveaways here on this show. Because I, I wanted you to decide, but I am going to load it in my favour because I'm the fucking king. <laughs> so here is the first test for my citizens of Boogistan, right? Will, will you selfishly vote... <laughs> For one of the other three options, just because you like it? Or will you vote for option number four to give the other three people their own very free, uh, free flag representing the nation of Boogistan? You see, you see what's happening here? Oh, Major Tom with a diamond. No kangaroos. What a cop-out. Thank you for joining us, Major Tom. No, no, kangaroos, too, too obvious, man. Too cheesy. Ultimately, I wanted a flag that kind of looks like a national flag. You know, I wanted people to look at the flag and say, what country is that? You know what I mean? For the kingdom of Boogistan. Frozen Asian with a diamond. <laughs> he says, I remember the night of the diamond rape very well. That's exactly why I wanted to represent it in the flag. So the story of the diamond rape can live on through generations. <laughs> Amberlina, but, but I already voted. Too bad. Too bad. Maybe I should have, maybe I should have not put the poll up before... I explained it. But that's the thing. That's the first test for the citizens of Boogistan. Will you selfishly vote for a flag that you just like? Or will you vote for the flag that gives everybody else a flag who, you know, is in the final three here? Plus the opportunity for a booger. It has to be a booger, I'm afraid. Can't just be any old random. A booger, a booger you know, subscription is basically the passport of Boogistan as it stands right now. So we will give a flag to a booger, but that's only if number four wins. If it's one of the other three, then only the person who designed the flag will win one. <laughs> See, the first test of my citizens, Victor Von Schroom, I've been I've been selfish. <laughs> Major Tom, it is law now. Night of the diamond rape. Kids will learn about it in secondary school. Well, they will in Boogie Stand because we will have the, the we'll have great schools. We're going to have the best schools, tremendous schools. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Let me put the link in the chat one more time. The poll will be open for a week, though. And I don't want to hear any complaints about people making extra accounts to vote and stuff. That's out of my hands now. The poll is out there. Whichever one wins, wins. I don't care about the fucking details. <laughs> I don't care if people stack the poll. I don't care if people try to rig it. 
Boogie Stan Blackmail. Blackmail is the currency of Boogie Stan. Holy shit. Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. Lost my job of six years. Wow, good news. Found better job. Well done. Well done. Well, happy days. Happy days. Welcome to the Friday night edition of the show. So there you have it. Like I said, the poll will be open for a week. Uh, let's get into it tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I want to kick it off with this. We are going to reinvestigate Chaz because Chaz is back and I'm so goddamn happy about it. I couldn't be happier. Chaz was a gold mine here on this show. We, we milked Chaz to within an inch of its fucking life. And I'm so glad that, you know, the, the little... The little springs, the little roots of Chaz are beginning to blossom once again. So we will go back to Seattle tonight, check out what's happening on the ground. I have a window here open on one of my other monitors, just keeping track of things. Let's have a quick look here to see if anything's kicking off. If that happened to your child, what would you do? Oh, just like, look, we've, we've, we've been in, we, I opened I opened up the audio for two seconds and we're already getting emotionally blackmailed. If that happened to your child, what would you do? Like, obviously, I'd hit the streets and loot a Gucci store. That's what I would do, like any good parent. Uh, shout out to The Real Packs for this feed on YouTube, by the way. Let me put the link in the chat for you, just so I can be a nice guy, sharing the love. Good feed, The Real Chad, uh, the real Chad Packs. Is it The Chad Packs, The Real Packs, The Packs? I don't know. The Real Packs. The Real Apex. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big fan. Big fan, love your channel. So I'm keeping a tra I'm keeping an eye on that in the background. But before we get to that, there have been some developments, ladies and gentlemen. Amy Coney Barrett, they're saying that she's gonna be she's gonna be our girl. It looks like the Don has decided, he has made his decision, he's put his foot down, and it looks like Amy Coney Barrett will become the next nominee for the Supreme Court, which I'm very pleased about because I wanted this chick. You know, I think before Neil Gorsuch. So I've been on the Amy Coney Barrett bandwagon for a long time. Also, I I am, you know, keen to start pushing out some of the memes. Like, can we get her calling? Can we get people accusing her of being a gang rapist, please? A drunken gang rapist? That would make me oh so happy. Just for my own amusement. <laughs> please. Somebody get in touch with Kamala Harris and say, this would be really good for your campaign if you could accuse this woman of being a drunken gang rapist. But... <clears throat> You know, as is customary here in the kingdom of Boogie Stan, I'm going to pat myself on the back just a little bit. When we were talking about this on Friday, I've got, I'm going to play a clip from my own show just to show you just how fucking predictable these shallow, mindless media minions are. How obviously pr more predictable than sunrise, these cretins. Have a listen to this, what we were talking about on Friday last week, ladies and gentlemen think they even care about the presidency i think it's all for the democrats it's all about winning the senate and they only need to win three races and they will win back the senate they took they needed money for this which is why they put joe biden in instead of bernie sanders now now the democrats have their unifying campaign slogan right their campaign message which is you need to elect democrat senators to stop Donald Trump putting a right-wing fascist on the Supreme Court. Trust me, act surprised. It'll it'll probably already be starting now on Twitter. This, this was last narrative. week, by the way. 
You need to vote for Democrat senators in these three races and they will target sort of between three and five Senate races where they feel they have the best chance of winning and that will become the focus of the Democrats 150%, even more than Joe Biden. You need to elect Democratic senators because otherwise, with Ruth Bader Ginsburg gone, Donald Trump will put a far-right activist fascist in and there's going to be smear campaigns of every name that gets mentioned how they hate abortion right roe v wade will become the thing again okay so we're back live now that was from last friday have a listen to this ladies and gentlemen from earlier today joy reed <laughs> good old trusty joy reed i'm gonna call call her old faithful because she's predictable and a blowhole have a listen to this from earlier today. Michael Steele, uh, we have now um, at NBC News confirming that it is Amy Coney Barrett that uh, Donald Trump is choosing. You know, uh, uh-huh. it, it strikes me. As- I, I just love the fact that these fucking people get paid six figures to come up with these hot takes. And, you know, like, what, what do I earn here for a street? I average about 10 bucks I earn for a street, which is fine. It's not really about the money. I appreciate the donations, but it's not really about that. I'd, I'd be doing it anyway. But the thing is, like, for $10, we can predict what the commentariat are going to say a week before they fucking say it. So how are they worth six figures to come up with these ridiculous hot takes? These predictable, boring, bland talking points that everybody can see coming like a sunrise, like I said. Metronomic in their predictability. Steele, uh, we have now um, at NBC News confirming that it is Amy Coney Barrett that uh, Donald Trump is choosing. You know, uh, it, it strikes me as very short-sighted politically. Oh. Um, they did not pick uh, the Latina uh, woman from Florida, the judge there, who had her own issues, but at least that would have seemed like a political She has her own issues. To try to look at Florida, try to get, get a different, a second mm. look from... <laughs> See how they reveal themselves? Well, it seems like, you know, the wrong decision politically. He should have gone with the Latino from Florida because that would have been good politics. Can you imagine if he announces the Latino from Florida, what are they going to say? You know what they're going to say. They're going to say, well, this is a shallow political play, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right? So he gets criticised for not doing the shallow political play. (laughs) This is shameless stuff. Again, so predictable, but let's carry on. You know, Latino voters. In this case, this feels like a move that will Uh energize white suburban women the other way toward Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, I'm listening. And listen, let's not get let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Okay, let's see why this is why this is true. The other way toward Joe Biden, All right. because there's going to be a fighting mood out there uh-huh. um, as it becomes clear that, you know, Ms. Barrett means the end of Roe v. Wade. Hey! <laughs> hey! How do you like that? <laughs> Predictable like sunrise. Ms. Barrett means the end of Roe v. Wade. And what did we say on the show just last Friday, ladies and gentlemen? One more time. You need to elect Democratic senators because otherwise, with Ruth Bader Ginsburg gone, Donald Trump will put a far-right activist fascist in and there's going to be smear campaigns of every name that gets mentioned, how they hate abortion, right? Roe v. Wade will become the thing again. There you have it. (laughs) 
not predictable at all. Thank you for playing corporate mainstream media. You truly are the best people amongst us. Um, Where shall we go from here? Just a couple of odds and ends before we reinvestigate Chaz, I think. I wanted to play this to give everybody hope. As you know, I kind of feel sorry for the climate change people right now. I don't know about you. I'm a nice guy. I have feelings. I have empathy. Right? Um, You know, the climate change folks... You know, I know, I I understand, it's tough. You've been getting all the attention and all of the love for so long, and now nobody gives a fuck anymore. You know what I mean? Everybody's more concerned with coronavirus and the Supreme Court and abortion and President Trump and all of that stuff. So the climate change people have been kind of pushed to the outer. And I feel for them, I really do. Because it's tough, you know, one day everybody loves you and they you're giving speeches at the UN and everybody cares... And the next day, you're like, you're like yesterday's news. You're trash. Nobody gives a fuck. (laughs) So so to give hope to the climate change people, I want to show you this. Our favorite child actor here on the show, Greta Thunberg, uh, she's doing, she's out campaigning again. She's doing more campaigns for climate. She was doing a protest outside of Swedish parliament. And just to give everybody hope, I want to show you this inspirational turnout here in Sweden. Huge turnout. This shows that there are still so many millions of concerned citizens who are willing to hit the streets for the cause. Congratulations, Greta, for mobilizing such a crowd. Look at this. Look at that. <laughs> Look at the turnout here. <laughs> Congratulations, Greta. You did good. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. We've got Greta Thunberg standing out the front of the Swedish parliament with one sign surrounded by what looks to be, if I at a rough count, you know, and I am counting roughly here. Carry the one times 10 area of about 20. Looks like about six people. Six. Count them. Count them. They're all there. Six whole people. Joining in the, the climate change protest with Greta Thunberg. Yesterday's hero. Iceman4433. More people than at a Biden rally. That is true. We should give her some credit. She deserves a little love, don't you think? Congratulations, Greta. You're, you're doing super. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so sad, isn't it? I feel so bad for them. <laughs> oh, look at me. Hello. I'm rambling again. Victor, here does Boogie Stang have a national anthem yet? If not, here is my submission. Oh, okay. We've got a national anthem submission from uh, Victor Von Schroom. Follow the Victor Von Schroom show, by the way. DLive.tv slash The Victor Show. Let's see what he's got for us. I have to put this on screen. Okay. Why not? 
<laughs> I'm open to the idea. <laughs> I'm definitely open to the idea. Press one in the chat if you <laughs> press one in the chat if you think that this should be considered as the anthem for boogies. You're the first one to put in a submission for the national anthem. So you're you're in front of the curve already. Press one in the chat if you think we should consider this for the great nation of boogie stand, the national anthem. Are the only lyrics Is that it? Is, is that the only words we have to remember? Because that's good. <laughs> the look on his face. Is... <laughs> I like it. Oh, they sing in German about the environment. Okay. Oh, it gets better. Diamonds Gypsy with a diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? I see they forego dental hygiene. What are you talking about? Those are tremendous chompers on our man here. Don't don't besmirch the great nation of Boogie Stand. <laughs> Joanne G with a diamond contradicts my desire to destroy the planet. How can you destroy the planet when there's such joy in the world like this? The little dancing motion gets me. Victor, you're a fucking lunatic. 
have we found the anthem for the nation bookie stand? <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Do Germans hoot and tweet in real life? Uh, not so much as they yodel. Bit of that action. <clears throat> Although that's also more Swiss. It's down in the south. My family's from Berlin, so they're more Prussian. They don't do things like that. The Prussians tend to eat, you know, sauerkraut <laughs> and, you know, grizzle angrily at the rest of Germany. <laughs> Say, I do not understand what is wrong with these peasants. So that's that's kind of like my German background is more like that. More kind of like looking down your nose at the rest of Germany and saying, they are not real Germans. <laughs> Let's go back to Greta's pathetic little... I'm, I'm sorry, Greta. Oh, she goes, on your bike, kid. Let's see what Greta's doing. Look at the turnout here. Very inspirational. I'm very happy for Greta. Still able to... <laughs> Lucifer Sam, I'm South German. We're hicks. <laughs> Look, she can still pull a crowd. Oh, well, man. We need to treat the climate crisis as a crisis. It's just as simple as that. The it's a crisis. crisis. never once been treated as a crisis. Yep. Standing out the front of the ice cream shop. And unless we treat it as a crisis, we won't be able to so-called... Oh. Look at this. Oh, no. This is the moment she realised that nobody's there and nobody cares. It's awful, isn't it? I know, Greta. It's terrible, isn't it? It's awful. Oh, Greta. Oh, Greta. Don't worry, kid. You've got your whole life ahead of you. The day is long. It's poor Greta. Solve it. Just telling the truth as it is. Uh huh. And what is the truth? What is the truth, Greta? Yeah, exactly. What is the truth? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. There's the truth and the truth. <laughs> Congratulations, Greta. You're doing super. All right. Let's get to this one because a few people have sent this to me and I'm probably I'm going to have to say something that I don't think people are going to like on this one because I think this whole thing uh, with this particular cl clip is very silly and I'll explain why. You may hear about me. I have incredibly good judgment. One, I married Jill. And two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. Just clap for that, you stupid bastard. <laughs> now, I've seen a whole bunch of people retweeting this going, Oh my God, he called the troops stupid bastards. Come on. Come on. It's, it's obviously in the cadence. Like, I've been around a few people in the military and stuff. This is the way they talk to each other. Come over here, you stupid son of a bitch. You, you, like, in a friendly way? How you going, cunt? Like we say, how you going, cunt? If if somebody was recording me saying hello to my, like, best friends in the world, and I walked up and I'm like, how the fuck are you cunts going? How you going, you stupid cunt? And then they clipped it and put it out and they, oh my God, Boogie called his friends stupid cunts. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's really... I mean, yes but not in the way you're intending. So, like, acting like this is, like, some kind of big fucking scandal is a dumb, 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 dumb thing to do. 
especially when you consider that there are literally thousands of clips you can use of Joe Biden saying dumb shit. This one, if you're tweeting this out, this actually makes him look like affable. This makes him, this is a good clip for Joe Biden. Whether you want to believe it or not, it's up to you. If you want to disingenuously portray this as he's insulting a room full of fucking servicemen, then I'm sorry, you're dumber than a box of rocks. I don't know how to help you. This actually makes him look better. And you're tweeting something out that makes him look better. He's like, clap that, you stupid sons of bitches. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a very normal thing to do. <laughs> so don't don't be ridiculous. I mean, tweet out. Obviously, fucking tweet out whatever you want. But people are tweeting this at me going, look, look what he said. Look at what he said. It's like, don't be silly. Don't be ridiculous. It's obviously like in a, you know, in a relaxed atmosphere He's obviously tongue-in-cheek, and it's just like, you know, like I said, if you were saying to your friends, I love that stupid son of a bitch, it doesn't mean that you really think he's a son of a bitch, right? So I find the whole attack on this thing to be completely ridiculous. One more time. Understanding what you may... You can, you can just tell by his tone of voice. about me. I have incredibly good judgment. One, I'm he's married sarcastic. And two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. Just clap for that, you stupid bastards. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. Clap for that, you stupid bastards. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I've seen people with, like, you know, huge Twitter accounts, like conservative activists tweeting it out going, wow, look at this, how awful. It's like, you really are a dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> you really are a dumb piece of shit. If you think that he's insulting people with that, it's not a good one. Like I said, there are thousands of better examples that you can use to make fun of Joe Biden. Don't waste your time on that. That makes him look good. All right. It's time to investigate the reopening of Chaz, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Turbo Nerd says, liberals don't sit around with a Trump clip and say, oh, he was joking. They go for the throat every time. That's fine, right? That's great. But so you're going to, like, the, the thing, it's too obvious they go through they go for the throat every time and they look stupid for doing it right so if you go for the throat over this one you're going to look stupid for doing it unless we, now everybody has to everybody who doesn't like joe biden has to pretend that he's not joking what we have to convince ourselves that he's not joking we have to pretend that he's not joking to get the clip out there to circulate a clip which actually makes him look better which makes him look personable it's a self-own. It's a dumb thing to do. So you can say, oh, we're doing it because that's what they do. And it's like, yeah, well, they look stupid when they do it. So if you want to look stupid, okay, whatever. It's your, it's your funeral, man. You know, <laughs> like, fine. But I think you're helping him by tweeting this out. Clap for that, you. Clap for that, you stupid bastards. <laughs> Military people wouldn't have a problem with that. All right. Back to Chaz, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Back to Chaz. Now, this comes all the way from the great nation of Australia. Formerly my home country. Now I am a citizen, of course. I am the monarch, the king of Boogeystan. Uh, this is Paul Murray. He's like a conservative talk host here on Sky News. He played this clip of Don Lemon. So before we get to Chaz, I just want to lay a bit of groundwork. I just want to throw a bit of chum in the water. So let's have a look here. Now... 
Let's turn to the United States, where there's plenty to talk about here, including in the United States, one of the great idiots of American media is a bloke called Don Lemon. <laughs> Don Lemon is a bloke who was on the Biden Booster Network there over on CNN. And a couple of days ago, he was on television saying... "What Fair and balanced. <laughs> ..what the left of American politics should and needs to do yeah. if Donald Trump does what he is supposed to do by the Constitution, which is yeah. to put a person on the... Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. Can we start treating stupidity as a crisis for real? No, it's beyond crisis. It's, it's now pandemic. Stupidity is a pandemic and we're losing. Supreme Court. He's the bloke on the left of your screen. The uh-huh. other bloke is a bodybuilder who's the brother of the New York governor. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I, don't laugh at, I don't laugh at Paul Murray very often. Like, he's okay. He used to be a radio host here on like a rock and roll, like a, you know, rock, 24 hours a day, rock, pure classic rock, which was amazing. So he had a like a talk show on that station for a couple of years, which was pretty good, pretty hard to do. Um, so I don't laugh at him very often. He's like, like I said, he's okay. I don't mind him. He's not offensive in, in any way, shape or form, but that I fucking laughed. Yeah. <laughs> The other, the guy he's talking to is a bodybuilder whose brother is the governor of New York. <laughs> Constitution, which is to put a person on the Supreme Court. He's the bloke on the left of your screen. It's good, the other bloke it's good is a bodybuilder who's the brother of the New York governor. <laughs> we're going to have to blow up the entire system. Hey, and you know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to yes, yeah. we, we have to do? You just got to Honestly, from what your closing argument Blow up the entire system. You have system. to get rid of the Electoral College. Because the people... I don't see it. Uh, because the, the minority in this country decides who the judges are and they decide who the president is. is but you that, need a constitutional amendment to do that. And if Democrats, if Joe Biden wins, Democrats can sack the courts and they can do that amendment and they can get it passed. He's saying up front what the plan is. The other bloke's saying, shh, don't tell anyone. We're supposed to not tell anyone we're as radical as we're planning to do so. Uh, Literally, think about that. Essentially, block, if the block, Democrats block. win, let's change the system so all you have to do is win... New York and Los Angeles. Everyone else can go jump. Their job, of course, is a lot like the way much of politics treats regional Australia. Shut up and pay your taxes. That's, of course, not the way the American system is designed and for its success. You have to actually campaign all across the country, not just in the place where the journalists are. Well, unsurprisingly, people were willing to turn around and call um, BS on Don Lemon. And, of course, as always, like all good lefties, it's not his fault. It's our fault for noticing what he said. A black guy can't say that he wants to blow anything up right now. <laughs> That's honestly, that is the funniest thing that I've heard Chris Cuomo ever say. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Well done, Chris. People are surprising me today. I like Joe Biden's little comment to the troops. Clap for that, you stupid bastards. That made me laugh. Nothing wrong with that. Honestly, Don, a black man can't say he's going to blow anything up right now. <laughs> pretty fucking funny doing well <laughs> i mean what is wrong with you people are tonight? waiting for you to come you? and destroy their houses oh my gosh with I people know. like me your cookie white friends i know it's crazy right so you <laughs> can't say you want to blow stuff up because you're playing into the narrative excellent yes you are don so let's get to the fucking narrative shall we you can't say that you're blowing stuff up don not because he's black but you know Perhaps because he's a talk show host. Whatever. Seattle pays convicted pimp $150,000 to be its street czar and come up with alternatives to policing 
as he boasts he can talk to gangsters and prostitutes who won't sit down with anybody else. I am I am all in favor of this. I can't tell you how much I want this to become a thing. <laughs> Don't you want a pimp out there with the big overcoat and the walking stick and like the big white hat and jewelry? Yo, bitch, stand back from the barricade, motherfucker. This is my territory, bitch. <laughs> Andre Taylor. A pimp turned activist who once vowed to go to war with Seattle is being paid $150,000 by the city. What the fuck is going on in Seattle? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> what is happening in Seattle? <laughs> you know, as a foreigner, like, outsider looking in, when I think of Seattle, I think of, like, you know, sleepy, shitty, rainy weather, which I love. Cold, wet, rainy weather, um, beautiful landscapes, grunge music, you know. Uh, kind of hipster, alternative, you know, cultural scenes and stuff like that. That's what I think of when I think of Seattle. What I should be thinking of is <laughs> pimps being paid by the city to enforce martial law. <laughs> Fucking lunatics, mate. I also, doesn't Seattle have like the highest suicide rate in the country as well? Yeah, they're, they're, everything's going super in Seattle. Uh, pimp turned activist is being paid by the city, 150 fucking grand, mind you, to work as a street czar and come up with alternatives to policing because he can talk to gang members, pimps and prostitutes who won't sit down with anybody else. Andre Taylor, who set up a non-profit not this time after his brother Che Taylor was shot dead by Seattle cops in 2016, <clears throat> signed a deal with the city on July 27 to work as, as its community liaison, according to the contract published by Publicola last week. As part of the $12,500 a month, $12,500 a month, you're struggling to put, you know, food on the table. You're concerned that your business is closed because of the coronavirus and people have been, the governments have been telling you that you're not allowed to go outside, you're not allowed to earn a living. <laughs> I, know, I know it's a, like a kind of a boomer angle, but... This is your tax dollars at work, my friends. $12,500 a month to a pimp. <laughs> so they can, so he can keep you safe. Thank you for keeping me safe, Seattle. <laughs> Pipping is easy. Okay, Veritas. Taylor will provide recommendations to the city on de-escalation, community engagement, and alternatives to policing as Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin aims to improve relations between law enforcement and community members in the wake of multiple cop killings of black men and women across America. So let's have a little look here because I found it. I did find a clip of the pimp policeman, Constable Pimp. So let's have a look here. Let's hear from the man himself, shall we? Because we, I like to investigate these things. Let's give this a chance. You never know. It might work. Police accountability activist. Is oh, by the way. He put this he put this video up on his own YouTube page. Let me let me give you the link here. So the pimp cop put this on his own YouTube page. All right? 
Let's have a look. Now on the city payroll, he's been hired as a so-called street czar, theoretically, to help de-escalate tensions between police and protesters. <laughs> but not everyone thinks Andre Taylor is the right person for the job, and there are also questions about his six-figure contract. We have team coverage tonight, including community reaction. But we questions from racists. We start with Matt Markovich with some details. What do you got for us, Matt? Hire. Matt? Yeah, this is a first for Seattle, a street czar, a position that Andre Taylor <laughs> made up and they made, he says the mayor agreed, it's a $150,000 one-year contract. A year? During CHOP, violence is being brought to this place. Andre Taylor, one of the most visible police accountability activists in the city. A police accountability activist. Oh, I do love the rape of the English language, don't you? What are you doing out here? Are you an anarchist? No. Are you a rioter? No. Are you polluting? No, no, of course I'm not looting. I'm a police accountability activist. That's what I'm an activist for. Police accountability. See, who, who could possibly be against that, huh? Came there to de-escalate. <laughs> thank, thank you for keeping me safe, police accountability activist. But he was chased out by demonstrators, accusing him of being on the city's payroll. <laughs> so, get this, get this. If you want a quick, if you want a boil down of the situation, the city has hired a former pimp. He might be a current pimp. I don't know. But the city has hired a pimp to be the liaison between the activists and the government, right? He's the street czar. He can talk to the gangsters and the prostitutes. On his first official mission, <laughs> he's sent in to the Chaz. They're like, it's like, okay, pimp, show them what you got. Show them what we're paying for. He gets chased out by the activists who accuse him of being on the city's payroll. <laughs> Yo, you working for the man, homie. You working for the government, nigga. Fuck you. Get your ass on out of here. You ain't one of us, motherfucker. And just like that, just like that, the dream was over. It was done. His first mission, his first official business as street czar, he gets chased out of chop. <laughs> $150,000 of your tax money well spent. We're now learning he was about to. Oh. A week before that shouting match, the city signed their portion of a contract for $150,000 a year to Taylor's. Again, he put this on his own YouTube page. He put the story of him being chased out of the chop after being hired to be the community liaison pimp to speak to the people on the street. I've got an ear to the ground, sir. I'll come up with the right answers. He put it on his own YouTube page that he was chased out of the area. This organization, not this time, to be a street czar. Street czar. First. What is a street czar? Uh, I know the term street czar is quite provocative. So a street czar is a person that has a particular genius in a particular area. <laughs> Fucking clown world.
I mean, like, I like to bring things to this show that, like, amuse me or interest me and, like, in the hope that it will amuse and interest you too. Sometimes we do serious stuff. Sometimes we do not so serious stuff, right? But, like, what am I supposed to say? Like, what am I supposed to do here? There's, there is no, there is nothing I can add to this. You know what I mean? Hang on. All right. Ben K. Veritas has got a link in the chat. So I'll, I'll bring it up. I'm going to tell you something. This <laughs> pimping that I got in my blood, it came from a family tree. My granddaddy was a pimp. My great, great, great granddaddy was a pimp. I'm talking about pimping, been since pimping, since pimping, pimping, since pimping, pimping. It's in your bloodline. It's in my baby. blood, and you it's will never be that. Why, 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 why? Because you was born, all the people in your family were assistant pimps. Pimps, a pimp. I never deny you that. I thought you was the one the Lord chose. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> so, but here's my point, right? I, w I would love, I'm a very, like, when it comes to politics, I love talking about like economics and political philosophy and, you know, policy and stuff like that. Wonky conversations. I'm all for it, man. I love it. But that that world doesn't exist anymore. And so I do a show where I do like commentary on things. Most people don't care, which is fine. But for some reason, you know, about 100 people a night want to tune in and hear what I have to say about things, which is lovely. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. I can't believe that you're here. I can't believe that one person wants to listen. But then I get a story like this. Wait, 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 wait. A city, <clears throat> a city in the superpower on planet Earth has hired a pimp, paying them $150,000 a year, which is fucking, it's not chump change, right? It's a lot of money. They're paying him 150k a year to what? Liaise with gangsters and fucking prostitutes to discuss strategies on how to de-escalate police violence. It's fucking insane. And so I'm sitting here with this stuff and I'm like, I, I, I don't even know. I don't know what to say. The world was easier when we could just talk about like, well, should there be a 10% tax rise on this and... Should we reduce the, the tax threshold by for minimum wage employees by five percent in order to promote more spending in the in the retail sector? Da, da, da. That 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 was far more easier than trying to figure out the genius of why you would pay one hundred and fifty grand to a pimp to talk to prostitutes about police fucking violence. It, it makes no sense to me. <laughs> so I, I don't know what the hell we're supposed to do with this. <laughs> Fascist hippie. It's like a Fallout game. It's beyond a Fallout game. If it was a Fallout game, you could just shoot everybody and be done with it. Make your own little house in the, on the hill somewhere and be left alone. I don't know what the hell you're supposed to do with stuff like this. I, I truly don't. And these are the elected officials coming up with these decisions. Exactly, exactly. Turbo Nerd nails it. How does it keep getting more absurd? Because this is the... <coughs> pardon me. This is the theory I've been struggling with for a while now. <clears throat> there is no peak insanity, right? I used to think that there was peak insanity. I used to think that we would get to a point where you can't get any more insane and then the balance would start to tip back to sanity again. It would start to tip back to reasonable because as more people go insane, right, it will eventually get to a tipping point where people start jumping off the insanity bandwagon. 
you know, as it keeps going further and further and further, you lose more and more people because more and more people go, I can't go that far. I can't do this. And then we start to have more normal people as opposed to the crazy people. That's wrong. I was wrong. I admit it. Hand on heart. I was wrong. There is no peak insanity. There is no end to it. Sure, a few people now and then may drop off the bandwagon and decide that they don't want to be crazy anymore, but they only stop at the point of crazy where they left. We don't need we need people to come way back. We need people to come all the way back. It's no good if they just jump off there. It's like, well, yes, I'm in favor of paying a pimp $150,000 to become a police liaison officer, but I'm not in favor of having sex with pigs. It's like, well, that's great. That's great that you're not in favor of having sex with pigs, but you still appreciate this policy wisdom. That's not good enough. We need you to come back further from there. You see my point? And it just keeps going and going and escalating and getting more ridiculous and more insane. Have a look at this little clip that I found the other day. Let me move this up in the pile here. This is fucking amazing. Nobody should be amazed by this, but I still, I still get amazed. Have a look. Now, do you think Joe Biden would play NWA at a campaign rally? Not a chance. But that clip was retweeted twice by President Trump. It's part of a clear pattern to push fake doctored videos. My God, you joyless, soulless ghoul. (laughs) (laughs) So somebody overlaid fuck the police with that ridiculous, hideous clip. Are you trying to defend Joe Biden playing, uh, what is it, Desposito there? That was the most ridiculous, dumb thing any politician has ever done in any campaign ever. Are you trying to defend that by saying, well, the NWA song is obviously a doctored video. What the fuck is wrong with you people? (laughs) It's a meme. It's for fun. It's for laughing. No, this is a serious matter. Exactly. Accusing the accuser. To reinforce campaign narratives in the absence of facts. Wow. Do you know what disinformation is? We sure do, Mr. President. Oh, my God. It's what you and your staffers have been doing on overdrive lately. Unreal. That's what Eric Trump said when retweeting this doctored video yesterday. Doctored video. And for once, he was right, but not in the way he wanted to be. Because it was unreal. The manipulated video falsely alleged that Joe Biden used a teleprompter in an interview with Telemundo. Or get this, White House social media director Dan Scavino pushing a fake clip from his government account purporting to... It's a joke. It's a joke. Pushing a fake clip. There is no peak. There is no peak insanity. There is no peak stupid. Show Biden falling asleep during an interview. It was a Biden clip cut on to a 2011 interview with Harry Belafonte with audible snoring added. Or this, pushed by GOP rapid response director, which purported to show Biden complete. See, the, 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 they're so dense that they don't understand. They don't. They still don't understand how this works. They are now dedicating prime time minutes to showing all of the memes. This is not how you kill a meme. You do not kill a meme by spreading it more, you fucking asshat. 
They've never got this. They've never understood this. I have a wry smile every single time I'm watching a CNN clip and they want to talk about disingenuous doctored meme videos on the internet because they sit there and play them. <laughs> you know, you know, Brian, we've got to do something to stop the spreading of these hideous doctored videos and memes. <laughs> Here, here's five examples. <laughs> They're idiots. They are absolute fucking morons. Look at this disingenuous fake news. Look at it. Let's play it again. Let's play it 50 times. That'll stop it spreading. <laughs> how, do, how do you educate somebody who refuses to learn? You know, Jennifer Briggs, the cherry pop, is in the chat. Maybe she can help us. She's in the education industry. How do you educate somebody who refuses to learn? How do you do that? Maybe you just have to write them off. Completely botching the Pledge of Allegiance. Here's what. Iceman4433 with the diamond. MSM is doing their part and being helpful. They are, and they don't even realise it. Biden was actually saying. I don't pledge allegiance to red states of America or blue states of America. I pledge allegiance to the United States of America. Allegiance. One nation. Indivisible, under God, for real. How many politicians are drunks, by the way? The slurring, God. Zara of Rock, Dead Jedi, thank you for joining us. You can follow Zara of Rock, Dead Jedi for uh, late night music streams. MSM is Leslie Nielsen in Naked Gun. Oh, don't besmirch Leslie. <laughs> don't besmirch Leslie Nielsen with that. Why, why are they all slurring their speech? Or the, I don't know, pledge allegiance to the Red States. I don't pledge allegiance to the blue states. I pledge allegiance to the United States of America. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a drunk. I can pick a drunk, you know, like a needle in a haystack. I know when somebody's had one too many, because I've been around people who have had one too many, one too many times. I'm a functioning alcoholic. I can drink a fair bit before you even notice that I'm drunk, right? I'm well-schooled. I'm well-trained in managing my drunkenness. <laughs> I've been known to sit there and drink for, you know, 12 hours straight whiskey and walk out of the place. Not a problem. I'll, I'll, I'll do the fucking Pepsi challenge on anybody. I'll drink most people under the table, no problem. But these guys, they're either, they're either incredibly cheap drunks or they're incredibly drunk all of the time. <laughs> The blue side of the United States of America. You see a consistent theme here, right? Yeah, you're an it's idiot. It's one that just happens to perfectly amplify an ongoing Russia backed misinformation attack on Biden. <laughs> Fuck me, dead. <laughs> Wait, so, so the guy who makes a like 30 second Twitter video for fun, like putting NWA over. Biden's ridiculous fucking playing of Desposito at that press at that rally, whatever it was, you can't even call it a rally. Let's call it a small meeting. Um, that's that's now part of the Russian disinformation campaign. You people are nuts. You are you are fucking beyond hope. I, I don't know how to help. I don't know how to describe it. Some kid makes a video, puts it out there because it makes him and his friends laugh, and you're like, look, look, it's the Russians. <laughs> 
There is no peak insanity. Pay attention to this next one. Please. We, Let's play one in detail, please. Agree that we can redirect some of the funding for police. Yes, uh, absolutely. That's activist and ALS sufferer Artie Barkin interviewing Joe Biden. And it's not at all what was happening. To be fair, Artie Barkin, if that's his name, has more energy than the average Joe Biden supporter. Interviewing Joe Biden. Fucking congratulations, Artie. And it's not at all what was actually said. Here's what was. Oh. I propose that kind of reform. We need significantly more help. That's why I call for significant increase in funding for... No, no, that's something else that he also said. He didn't not say the thing that you just played. He didn't not say the other thing. He also said other stuff. There's a difference. He didn't say that at all. He did. We just fucking watched it. No, 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 no. He said this. He said both things. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Mental health. Do we agree that we can redirect some of the funding? Yes, uh, absolutely. But that first version is what the second highest ranking Republican in the House, Steve Scalise, put out there, <laughs> leading to the repetition of the lie that Joe Biden wants to defund. The thing that the thing that's most egregious about this is <clears throat> I'm sure all of you know, you know, if you're in this audience, you get this. A lot of people don't get this. This taking comments out of context is the corporate media's bread and fucking butter. If you're like, I, I, don't, I would never get approached by somebody in the corporate press to like give a comment or anything like that, right? But if you are like some kind of big shot on YouTube or Twitter or something, if you're some kind of, I hate this term, influencer, and you get approached by the corporate media, here's, here's a tip for you, a free tip. Do not do like a fucking on the street interview. Do not do an impromptu interview because all they're going to do is find the little snippets of things that you say, take them completely out of context, and then push it out there. They have been doing this for as long as the media has existed. And now, I don't think the source of rage is doctored videos. I don't think the source of rage is memes. I don't think the source of rage is anything to do with that. I genuinely believe in my heart of hearts that their source of rage really comes from the fact that non-journalists are doing what they do. That's my genuine opinion. Because now we have the ability, now we have the technology, now we have the reach. Now we have the avenues to be able to get to people, which before was it only belonged to them. They had the keys. They had the power. It was up to them what went out there. It was up to them what you saw. It was up to them which comments were taken out of context, right? But now anybody can do it with like free downloadable software. You can clip, to, you can make a super cut of a politician and put all their little comments together, put a little music track over it, bang, it gets a million views. More people than what watch will watch this fucking joker. That's what the source of their outrage is. They want to be the only ones who are able to do it. Oh, taken out of context. So here's your tip. If you're some kind of influencer and you get approached by like CNN, for example, or MSNBC. I'm rambling again. MSM right now. Dark Dare Wolf with the donation. Thank you so much. MSM right now. Any questions? <laughs> do you like fish sticks? Love them. You're a gay fish. <laughs> no, I'm not. Ah! 
pretty much. He said he likes fish sticks. He's a gay fish. <laughs> Thank you for that, Dr. Wolf. So here's a tip. If you're an influencer, right, and you get approached to do some kind of interview, just watch, watch what happens if you do this. Say to them, I will answer questions in writing. Give me your questions in writing and I will respond via email and I will publish, I will post the questions and answers on my own website and see if they still want to ask you questions. C. If they come up to you and say, can you give us a comment about something? Say, sure. Here's my email address. Put it in writing. I will respond in writing and I will be posting the questions and answers on my own platform. They will run from you a thousand miles an hour. They will run from you with the speed of a thousand startled gazelles. Because they're not interested in what you have to say. They're interested in how they can represent you. They're not interested in what you think. They're interested in how they can frame you. That's the only reason they're going to be asking you for a comment. It's because they think they can use you for something. Not because they really give a fuck of what you think. You're not one of the chosen ones. You're not one of the exalted ones. You're not one of the people. You're not one of the clan. You're a peasant. You're an outsider. You're a piece of shit. You are a tool. You're cattle. You're to be used, not listened to. And that's all you'll ever be. And when they get upset about you having listeners and you having downloads and you having clicks and your tweets getting retweeted and your videos getting sent around, it's not because they disagree with what your politics. It's not because they hate, you know, uh, the joke that you made. It's not because they don't understand what a meme is. It's because they're not willing to share the platform with somebody else. That's where it comes from. You're not in the club. So with that, I'm going to take a quick five-minute break. When we return, ladies and gentlemen, I've got more from the great city of Chaz, the great chop of Chaz, uh, plus so many other avenues we can go down. Let's see where fate takes us, shall we? Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, the flag contest. Uh, the tweet is up, pinned on my timeline, at Boogie Bumper. Vote in the flag contest. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll do it again when we come back from the break. I'll put the flags back up again. But when we return, so much more to get through on this Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Stick around. Do you suffer from mass hysteria, not knowing whether to wear a mask or not? Do you suffer from paranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-laughism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... It's Child Worthington here with Child Money Live, where you can have a chahootenanny of a good time. We have everything from current events to a chasorcin McCarran, where these chicans just be going chuk-crazy. It's off the hinge. We got Karen's jumping off of trailers! We got Karen's going crazy over french fries! We even have Karen's that think they have the force! It's insane over here at Chamonix Live! So I appreciate you, come on down, we got the phone lines, they're always open, we'd love to have you! 
Side effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen due to hysterical laughing, and inability to shield off cameras to come within six feet of your disease, the expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence, and the lack of bullshit in your life, and the inability to become based. For instant help with any of these symptoms, please contact the trauma and outline immediately or seek your closest woke friend who may be able to calm you during your time transition from sleep to awake. provided by witnesses and documents, I, I think you relied a lot on media. I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. How many times I what? Cited the Washington Post. <laughs> how many times I what? Mr. Mueller, I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. Sorry, would I like some toast? No, no, no. How many times did you cite the Washington Post? I'm sorry, at the party, am I a good host? I'm a very good host. No, no, Mr. Muller. How many times, yes, did you cite, yes, yes, the Washington Post? The Washington Host. I, well, I don't know the Washington Host, but I've heard good things about him. There's always lots of hors d'oeuvres. You know, I, I, I remember back when I was a younger man, Younger man, we would host we would host many soirees. Of course, back then. Of course, back then, uh, I was I was quite debonair. I was a big big fan with the ladies. The ladies very much enjoyed my company, and uh, myself and the Washington host would get around town, make make tremendous friends. And then, of course, I would always be up at the crack of dawn the next day to get the daily news, because as you know, in those days, they didn't bring the newspaper to your front door. You would have to go down to go down the road and get it yourself. And I would always make sure that I had a sixpence in my pocket to ride the trolley. <laughs> no, Mr. Muller, how many times did you cite the Washington Post? Oh, the Washington Post, yes. Well, it was a tremendous paper. I remember back in the early days, you could purchase the Washington Post, a cup of coffee, and ride the trolley, all for around four cents. Those were it was a tremendous time to be alive. Post in your report. Don't have, I, I yeah. do not have knowledge of that yeah. figure, but I, I well, that's I, it. I don't have knowledge of that figure. I counted about sixty times. How many times did you cite the New York Times? I counted. Yeah, I have no idea. I counted about. I, I have no idea because I didn't write the fucking thing. Subscribe to the Daily Boogie podcast. It's what Granddad would want. Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. 
Everybody get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Boys and girls here on the Daily Boogie Podcast. Yes, that is the that is the new anthem for the great nation of Boogie Stan. <laughs> Sent through by Victor Von Schroom. Victor Von Schroom, an absolute fucking maniac that you can follow right here on DLive, DLive.tv slash the Victor Show. Absolutely sensational. Uh, the flag contest, ladies and gentlemen, it is up and running. Here are the flags. And if you missed the first part of the show, let me just explain. Uh, go to the tweet. I'll 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 send I'll send the um the link again. Well, the link's being tweeted by Tidy Labs, so it's up there. Just go to my timeline. It's the pinned tweet. Here are your four choices. Um, but the four choices represent it's it's a it's a layered choice. So if you missed the start of the show, let me explain. Vote for any flag you want. However, your first test as a citizen of Boogistan. Will you vote selfishly or will you vote for the greater good? So you can vote for number one, two, three, or four. If you if number four ends up being the winner in the flag contest, the other three contestants who made it to the final will win a free flag. Plus, we will give away a flag to uh, a random booger next week, next Friday, via the Wheel of Elimination. 
So you can selfishly vote for whichever one you want, or you can vote for the one that gives everybody else a flag. It's up to you. Your first test as a citizen in the kingdom of Boogie Stand, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, before I'm accused of skewing uh, the contest, before I'm accused of skewing the results, before I'm accused of rigging, let me just say I am guilty of all charges, but I'm the king, so fuck you. <laughs> do you want to go? Do you want to spend the rest of your life in the tower? Keep up with it. I'm the king, I decide. So it's up to you. One, two, three, or four. Whichever one you prefer. Uh, Char Money Live, ladies and gentlemen, who has a great, uh, who produced that fantastic commercial that we play on a Friday. Follow Char Money. He's always, I know it's not going to be like as edgy for some people. Like he doesn't even curse or anything like that. I get, but I like Char Money. He's a nice guy and he does a great show. He has fun. It's a fun, nice, chill vibe show that he does. There's still room for that. If you want to have just constant battering of filth like you get on this show, that's fine. I appreciate that too. But every now and then I like to slip into like some more family-friendly entertainment. And that's what you get with Chimani. And Chimani, one of his uh, things he does, he likes to track the Karens. He's like, um, he's like somebody that would be employed, I imagine, by the government of Namibia to track the movements of... Uh, deer through the plains of Africa. You know what I mean? It's his job to keep track of like the herd, where they're going to next, looking for their next watering hole, tagging them and releasing them. He does that with the Karens, ladies and gentlemen. So there's always a segment on Chamani's show about Karens, looking for the Karens, tracking the Karens, making sure we know where the Karens are, what they're eating, whom they're eating and where they're shitting. Uh, So in the spirit of that, I bring you this story. Karen is set to be the most popular costume for Halloween this year with a 140-pound mask. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ilsa Jane, sorry I missed your diamond. I- I'm voting for mine. Nothing wrong with selfish. That's fine. That's fine. It's just that everybody else misses out. <laughs> you can vote for your own one if you want, but this just means there's nothing left for anybody else. I guess you, d- I guess you don't care about being a good citizen then. Hmm. Hmm. No, no, that's fine. Vote for whoever you want. I'm not going to say anything. Do whatever you got to do. I guess that just means that other people don't get their chance to win a flag if you vote for that one. Oh, well, well. You know, I'm not the one who has to live with myself, I guess. But you do whatever you got to (laughs) do. This is beautiful for me because... How many uh, Halloween Halloween costumes have been banned? Like, I don't do Halloween. I, I for, like all jokes aside, um, I know this may upset my American brothers and sisters, but understand I'm a foreigner. Um, for me, Halloween is a silly American thing. Like, so you know, when people in Australia try to do Halloween, we're like, "Fuck off with that American shit." You know what I, mean? I like you, America, but uh, we don't do Halloween. It's not our thing. So it's like, no, that's a silly American thing. You're not getting candy from me. If kids show up at my doorstep, I'll give them fucking cigarettes. Genuinely. Here. Here. Have a couple of lucky strikes, kid. Now fuck off. (laughs) It's all I got. That's the closest thing I have to candy. So here, have a couple of lucky strikes. Get the hell out of here. Do you want a beer? (laughs) I don't know. Do you want to come in? Have a beer? Whatever. So... So we don't do Halloween here. 
But how many Halloween costumes have been banned over the last couple of years? Well, not banned, but like tried, attempted to be socially ostracized, right? You can't dress like a filthy Mexican anymore. I oh, pardon me, just a Mexican. You can't dress like, uh, what, you can't dress like a ghost. It's too much like a Ku Klux Klan. You can't dress like Adolf Hitler, which is most disappointing. You can't dress in a whole bunch of costumes now because it's cultural appropriation or racial appropriation or insensitive or whatever the fucking excuse is. How are they going to ban the Karen? You can't ban the Karen. (laughs) The Karen is going to be the only allowable Halloween costume soon enough. Halloween is fast approaching, and as always, there are so many different costume options to pick from. While we might not be able to have traditional celebrations due to the global pandemic, there's nothing to stop you getting dressed up and enjoying the spooky season with five of your nearest and dearest pals. My God, the fucking shilling these people do for government lockdown laws is disgusting. Even in an article about, you know, new Halloween costumes, they can't help but suck the government's dick about how good it is to be in lockdown. You can still enjoy Halloween with five of your closest friends, but no more than five. Otherwise, you'll be breaking the law. Victor Von Schroom in the chat. We Dutch have St. Martin instead of Halloween. We have to sit through kids caroling at your door for candy. God, they sing as well in Holland? Oh, my God. I always knew there was something wrong with you, Dutch. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I've I've been in I've been in Holland. I spent some time in Holland. I love Holland. I love the Dutch. The Dutch are great people. Treme- great people, tremendous people. Had a great time in Holland. One of my favorite experiences, I can tell you, when I was in Holland, um, I went to an internet cafe and this guy just never really spoke. Like I walked in there, like he was I don't think he was Dutch, but he spoke Dutch, but he had like kind of a weird accent. So I've walked in there and like in pigeon German, because I don't know Dutch, but in pigeon German, I asked him uh, if I can use the internet cafe and he just nodded at me. I'm like, okay, well, so can I use a computer? And he just nods again. I'm like, where are the computers? And he just turns his head and looks to the other end of the room. I'm like, okay. So So I walk over and I'm on the internet and I'm there for about an hour or something and I come back and I'm like, how much is it, mate? And he looks and he's like, $16. and But that was below, like, whatever the amount was, I can't remember. Just say it was 16 And I can't remember, but it was, like, $5 cheaper than what it should be. And so he's like, uh, give me 16 bucks. I'm like, are you sure? And he looks at me and goes, give me 20 <laughs> And I laugh. I'm like, okay. So I hand over the 20 bucks, and he's like, never ask somebody if they're sure. <laughs> Fucking look at this, Chad. He was wearing like a Mexican poncho or something. He, he was all over the place culturally. But fucking that, I laughed my ass off. I walked out of there. Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Never ask if you're sure. I was getting life advice from the guy who runs the fucking internet cafe. It's like, oh, fair enough. <laughs> if you're stuck for fancy dress ideas, this is the article. It seems there's one costume that many people are preparing to put on this year. The Karen. Oh, look at the Karen. Isn't it wonderful? Yes. Yes, I am a fan. The Karen, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it comes with a shirt. I want to speak to the manager. <laughs> this is good. 
This is good-natured fun. You can dress up like a Karen with a shirt. I want to speak to the manager. This is fantastic stuff. Sellers on Etsy have been offering a Karen wig, which will set you back 27 poons, while Karen costume tops are available on Amazon in the US. Similarly, those really committed to their costume are able to purchase made-to-order latex Karen masks. LA-based based artist Jason Adcock. Cock. <laughs> it is Friday night. I'm drinking sparkling red wine. By the end of the show, this could be a fucking train wreck. Mm. Jason Adcock has been making handmade masks. Ilsa Jane with a diamond. She runs our whore. Oh, HOA, Homeowners Association. I thought you were saying whore. LA-based artist Jason Adcock has been making handmade masks which cost around 140 fucking pounds. They're not cheap. That's about 200 bucks Australian. I would say probably around 120 or thereabouts US dollars. Uh, makeup with blonde hair and a very angry, scrunched-up facial expression. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Dress your kid like a Karen. It's now the only allowable white person costume that you can have. All right, let's go to this. I didn't want to do too much serious tonight because it is a Friday. In fact, you know what? Let's fucking break it up. Uh, it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for another rendition for the great nation of Boogie Stan. Stand to attention. <laughs> Nation of Boogie Stands National Anthem, ladies and gentlemen. Glory to Boogie Stand. I imagine it's going to be like the similar effect to the United States anthem. Where like a whole bunch of people really don't know the words except for the main parts, you know? <laughs> oh, say, you say. Light was a proudly gleaming, a bright flame. So I'll accept you can sing the boogie stand anthem like that if you want. So for this part where it's like, oh, nice, nice, you can just make noises, that's okay. We only expect everybody to chip in at the na 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 na. That's the only bit you have to do, and then you'll be a patriot. Ilsa Jane with a diamond. What happens if we take a knee? Good question. 
Yeah, Ben K. Veritas sending that clip to CNN. Don't mind me. <laughs> what happens if you take a knee? Good question. Uh, I haven't decided our policy yet. We're not going. We're definitely not going to enforce patriotism because if we enforce patriotism, then it's not really patriotism, right? Dayton, Ohio show with a diamond. Thank you for the uh, diamond, Dayton, Ohio show, who joined us on the starting block last, well, early, early, early this morning. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, if we enforce patriotism, it's not really patriotism, is it? So I I, I want people to, you know, respect the anthem of Boogie Stan, <laughs> but I can't force people to respect the anthem of Boogie Stan. Um, if you take a knee, that's fine, but I imagine you'll be shunned by the other patriots. Like, you're not going to get a fucking Nike deal if that's what you're fishing for here. You're not going to get signed up to some kind of big corporate sponsorship in Boogie Stand because I imagine the people of Boogie Stand themselves will not tolerate that kind of behaviour. Because the people of Boogie Stand love the flag, they love the anthem, they love the king, obviously. That's me. <laughs> Sorry. Being this arrogant doesn't come naturally. I have to work on it. I have to act like a king, which means I have to treat you like shit. <laughs> They love the king. They love their king. Big fan, big fans of the king. Tremendous king. So, you know, you can take a knee if you want, um, but social ostracism may be your problem rather than any kind of official edict from Boogie Stan. As you know, the only rules we strictly enforce are those in the parking lot. And I do have a couple of Cartnark videos. Maybe we'll just... Uh, look, I had, I had more serious stuff. Hmm... Maybe we should just fucking chill for the rest of the show. I don't know. Press one in the chat if you want me to keep going with the serious stuff and play some like riot footage and shit like that. Or press two in the chat if you want me to just fuck the rest of the show and let's just have a laugh. We'll play some cart narcs and maybe a cooking video from Toddles. We've got some Toddles lined up. Press one in the chat if you want serious. Press two in the chat if you want not so serious. I'll leave it up to you. It is Friday night. Oh, you, do you, you want to hear what Jeff Daniels... All right, I'll play what Jeff Daniels had to say, and then we'll do not-so-serious stuff, all right? How about that? Uh, but first... First, let's all sing along to the Nation of Boogie Stan Anthem. Sarah of Rock, we cannot watch Toddles. Well, it's in there. We're going to have to watch Toddles at some point. He will be the next president of the United States. <laughs> Come on, sing along with the anthem. <laughs> Now I've given you the secret sauce. You can pretend except for the la-la-la part. All right, let's go. Everybody. Everybody. Hey, 
Watch that pitch change. The great nation of Boogie Stan. All right, let's play Jeff Daniels. Yeah, I want to see what Jeff Daniels has to say too. All right, you'll, you're going to fucking love this. On The View, <laughs> on The View, where real news gets discussed, Jeff Daniels, uh, another one of yesterday's heroes. He's looking good, isn't he, Jeff? Have a look at him. Isn't he looking sharp, huh? So Jeff recently came out with that um, Jeff Comey Jeff Comey, what's it? I even I fucking forget the guy's name. <laughs> yes, woo, James Comey. <laughs> I'm so happy I forgot that fucking lanky prick's name. That see how quickly this happens. Everyone was talking about James Comey, James Comey, James Comey for years and years and years and years. Months later, who the fuck is James Comey? <laughs> <laughs> even I'm susceptible to it. Thank God. Maybe I can be reinserted back into the Matrix. Maybe I can get blue pilled. I legitimately forgot James Comey's name. I'm so happy. That means he's really not important anymore. All right. <laughs> Let's so he's recently come out with some Netflix special where he's playing James Comey. I don't know. Trump's a dictator. You know, the usual stuff. The usual stuff put to an eight-part eight series or whatever it is. Let's have a look. Jeff, did you have any hesitations about releasing something so politically charged? Folk <laughs> of course not. They drove a dump truck full of money up to my house. Focus on the sitting president in the throes of the election. Of course I had no hesitation. You see that Ferrari? That ain't free. Action. No, I, I, I wanted this, uh, and I think everyone involved, including many at Showtime and CBS, wanted this to be part of the national conversation. Uh. People who are not pro-Trump Oh, pardon uh, me. It, it wasn't Netflix. It was Showtime and CBS. Apology. You all look the same to me. Sorry. Democrats have always been compassionate and generous and try to find the goodness in others. And there are... Again. I think people would be far less, far less incensed by this kind of thing if it weren't for the arrogance, right? the dripping condescension that falls off the tongue of these people when they cluck. It's just, it's visceral. You know what I mean? <clears throat> well, we as Democrats, we care. We're empathetic. We're so compassionate. Like, uh, he goes so far as to say, and some Republicans are too, but it's such garbage. It's such garbage. <laughs> like, like take the take the Christian voters for example. I was once a very angry um, atheist, hand on heart. 
not, not even didn't believe in God. I was like a fuck Christians kind of guy. Um, Like that's how far down that track I was when I was younger. And I think a lot of people are like that. I was a very cringe atheist guy. And like I now call myself a Christian. I'm not a very good, I'm probably not a very good one, but I do believe I am a Christian now. Became one later in life. Not a born again or anything like that. I just like for personal reason, for like through my own personal experience, I came to believe. I'll put it that way, but I don't really want to get into it. Um. So here I was, like as a younger guy, fuck the Christians, blah blah blah. The the atmosphere that you you know you know the circles that you're in when you're in that kind of a mindset is so far from the reality. The overwhelming majority of like genuine Christians that I've met and dealt with and had interactions with, right, are like some of the most patient, kind, generous people you will ever meet who care most about the, you know, the people who are downtrodden and stuff like that. Not to say that they're all fucking angels, because that's not true either. Of course, it's not true for any group. But they're, they're the ones, like, most they're the ones who are willing to, like, you know, give you a couple of bucks if you need fucking food or something like that. They're the, the ones most willing to give to charity. They're the ones most willing to drop everything to come and help you kind of thing. And so this fucking arrogance that people like Jeff Daniels have, like, I, the thing is they don't talk about it, right? If I do something nice to somebody, I'm not going to tell you about it. You know why? Because it's not about you, Right? Like, just say if I fucking buy a homeless guy lunch or something, I'm not going to fucking jump on here or jump on Twitter and say, look what I just did. I'm not going to film it, right? And say, look, I just bought this fucking homeless guy lunch. Aren't I a nice guy? I care. I have empathy. The people who constantly talk about what good people they are, as I age, I get to the point where I'm more skeptical of you. You know what I mean? I, yeah, see, Victor Von Schroom, non-believer here, but I don't make a point of it. That's fine. <clears throat> I don't make a point of being a believer. You can tell by watching this show, by listening to this podcast. Because that's for me. You know, my relationship in that, you know, that spiritual side, that's for me. It's not for you. It's none of your damn business, you know what I mean? It's like I offer what I offer. So, these Jeff Daniels, oh, we're so giving, we're so kind, we we can't we can't help ourselves but have empathy. I mean, you know, I've 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 run in these circles before. These are the kinds of people who will piss on a homeless man. They don't give a fuck. They're sitting behind their high walls. They're in their gated communities behind their high walls with their fucking security details. As a friend of mine, um, co-host on the Common Discourse podcast, the voice of reason, Adam J, once said to me, these people view the world from behind the bulletproof glass of their chauffeur-driven cars. I've never heard it summed up any better than that. When you see these politicians like European leaders and stuff get up on stage and give these amazing talks about what it means to be a good person and stuff like that, just remember, they cruise through the suburbs behind the bulletproof glass of their chauffeur-driven cars. So I think most people 
could get on board with like, oh, I'm a nice guy, you know, I like, I don't want to hurt anybody, blah, 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 blah. If it weren't for the fucking arrogance that comes along with it from people like Jeff Daniels. Oh, I think as Democrats, we're, the, we're fucking angels. As Democrats, we're angels. We care. We do so much. And the other side, yes, yeah, some of them do too. But in my personal experience, having, having been on both sides of the spectrum, I can tell you that the side that gets castigated as the side that doesn't care, in my personal experience, is the side that cares far and beyond what the, the side that constantly talks about how much they care actually cares if that makes any sense whatsoever. The side who's constantly talking, telling you what good people they are, in my experience, are fucking shit most of the time. Not all the time, not all the time. You know, I've got a lot of lefty friends who aren't shit people too. But just generally speaking, it's a lot of talking and not a lot of doing. It's a lot of self-promotion and not a lot of actual action on the ground. And I find a lot of people on the other side, those awful, disgusting, awful Christians that we hate so much, those bigoted Christians who fucking, they hate gays and they hate trans and they hate everybody, they hate, 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 they hate black people, are the ones, are exactly the kind of person that would likely, you know, pick up a fucking black transgender homeless person and give him a room for the night. But the difference is they're not going to go on Twitter and fucking tell you about it. They're exactly the kind of ones who would give to charity like the the drug-addicted black homeless single mothers union. They, they're exactly the kind of people that would put a 20 in the fucking tin at the local supermarket. But they're not going to get on Twitter and fucking boast about it. That's the difference. That's what I've found in my experience. Because they have this thing, hate the sinner, not the sin. Uh, pardon me, hate the sin, not the sinner, right? You don't hate the person. You hate the fact that the person is like in the grips of something that's bad. You love the person. You want to help them. But pieces of shit like Jeff Daniels in their mansions with their security details behind their fucking high walls in their gated communities. Oh, we care so much. I care so much. That's why I took this multi-million dollar deal to make this fucking propagandistic movie for Showtime, right? That's why I'm doing this interview on The View to promote it, because I care. Give me a fucking break. People who are not pro-Trump, uh, certainly Democrats, have always been compassionate and generous and try to find the goodness in others. And there wow. are Republicans who do too. Not many, but they're out there. Jesus. Um, but this is not a time to be nice and hope people come around. Huh? This yeah. is a time to, to this, is a, this is a political war. <laughs> this is not the time to be nice. Yeah, you've been so nice for so long, Mr. Daniels. How do, you, how do you contain yourself? You've been so nice. Democrats have been so nice, haven't they? Democrats have just been so goddamn nice to everybody. <laughs> We're always looking for the good in others. We've been so nice, but now that that has to stop. Right. Okay. All right, come on. Let's end the show on a high note. It's time to check in with the Cartnarks, ladies and gentlemen. 
Let's see what we got here. Angry old guy. I like it already. Like you have no business doing that. This is my business. I'm the car No, guy. I don't give a shit. There's always a choice between right and wrong. And that's wrong. That's blocking the spot. What's that? This car's just blocking the spot now. Carpenter. Park here? No, no, no. I'm saying so park here? somebody may, though. Well, that's that's their problem then, okay? But that's it. That's Oh, my God. Do you want to park here? No, but somebody else might. Well, that's their problem. You just made it their problem. You created this problem. I'm not saying I'm in favor of involuntary euthanasia, but perhaps the kingdom, perhaps the king of Boogeystan needs to redress this policy of involuntary euthanasia. <laughs> because there, become, there comes a point when you outlive your usefulness. The Eskimos have a great way of dealing with this in Canada. Um, from what I understand, they put old people on a chunk of ice and send them off into the ocean. That's how they retire people. Now, maybe what we have to do in the kingdom of Boogeystan is just put the old cart offenders, because remember, this is the only law that we enforce in Boogeystan is parking lot law. And we enforce it with a brutal iron fist. Because we believe in Boogeystan, it's our mantra, this is our religion in Boogeystan. We believe that all of society's Ill, uh, ills stem from these situations. Parking lot, antisocial behaviour. So if we nip that in the bud, we will become a fruitful and prosperous society for generations to come. Now, if you're an old guy in Boogie Stand and you've been doing this, I can only assume you've been doing this your whole life and you've never got caught. You've probably raised children who are homicidal maniacs. You are probably suffering from many mental health problems, all of which are not my concern. My concern is only the safety of the people of Boogeystan and the efficiency of the parking lot system. That's only that's my only concern. That's all I care about. Oh, sorry, I muted the diamonds. Fuck. Oh, apologies. Uh, ben K. Veritas with a diamond fag. Okay. Iceman4433. He's the guy to tell you to get off his lawn. Oh, more than that. He's the guy who would shoot the child when the child came to collect the ball that accidentally bounced on his lawn. He would threaten you with a knife, with a machete. I can see it already in this guy. So if you're an old guy, you've been getting away with this for a long time. Maybe what we need to do in Boogie Stand is put you in a cart and just roll you onto the freeway. Maybe that's the way we'll send you off. We'll take a little bit of wisdom from the Eskimos. If we see this kind of behaviour and you're this guy's age, we pop you in a little cart and we send you off down the turnpike. <laughs> I want you hitting the streets at 80 miles an hour. You just made it there, problem. But it, no, you know, this cart was here. Ah, okay, and I old, put that one. Old... I don't want to start. Ah, two wrongs make a... No, no, see, th this is the problem. See, if you let one person leave their cart there, then the, the the next person is going to see the cart there, and the next person is going to leave. That, that's called herding. We need to do everything we can to avoid herding. One person leaves their cart out, and it's like a magnet for ass hats. It's like a magnet for assholes. Well, one person left their cart there. I may as well leave it there too. It's like that situation 
have you ever been on the freeway and one person decides, like in gridlock, right? One person decides to drive down the breakdown lane. Have you ever witnessed this? And you know, as soon as you see that first person break ranks and they're like, you know what? I'm going to pull into the right here and I'm going to go down the breakdown lane. The first person that does that, next thing you know, there's 20 assholes lining up behind him. Because it just takes that first person to be a beacon to the assholes, and then all of the assholes in the group are like, here we go, we've got our clearance. Follow the asshole. Do what the asshole does. That's why we need to eliminate the assholes before they poke up their scurrilous little heads out of the cave which they should otherwise occupy. I heard any bullshit. I just want to have a conversation real quick. It's the old two wrongs don't make a right argument. May I use one of my great cart narcos? Look how high those pants are pulled up. <laughs> That's an indication of what we're dealing with right here. This is an anal retentive old man who's probably been offending in the parking lot his entire life. That belt is right up, hard up against his navel, isn't it? He's got the HBS going on at the back, the hungry, hungry bum syndrome. Analogy, sir. No. What if Those cargo shorts are supposed to hang below the knee, but he's old school. I'm traditional. I don't believe shorts should go below the knee, so I'm going to wear them up around my tits. If I just decided to masturbate in this parking lot, would that make it right for you to do the same thing? <laughs> Maybe. 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 That's disgusting, sir. Yeah, isn't it? No, it's not. It's not a good thing. I feel like you're reveling. Enjoy your day. That's, well, it's, you're making it harder because I'm the cart narc, so this is my job to narc people out. All right, well, we got these bumper maintenance, sir. You're a uh, shame lady. Here we go, bones. here we go. God damn it, would you put that on my car for? And look at, look at the car. It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. <laughs> this fucking piece of shit in his hybrid car. Because you know that he tells all his friends that he's doing the right thing for the environment. <laughs> you know, I care about the environment. I have empathy. I'm a good person. I care about the downtrodden. I want to help people. But you get these pieces of shit into a parking lot when they think nobody's looking. Ah, fuck it. It's their problem. There you have it. Irrefutable evidence, ladies and gentlemen. What I was just talking about. The people that like to broadcast what good people they are. Give them the first opportunity and they will show their true colours. They're a piece of shit. Time after time after time. This is the guy who sits there at every Thanksgiving and every Christmas and talks to his, you know, nieces and nephews about how important it is to protect the environment. You should get a hybrid too. You know, I'm doing what I can. I care. Don't you care about the people in third world countries who are dying because of climate change? Didn't you see the turnout at the Greta Thunberg rally? This is important to us. And then when he thinks nobody's looking, he gives the big middle finger to everybody. To everybody who believes in him by leaving his cart wherever the fuck he likes. And when he's approached, when he's approached about it, what does he say? Ah, fuck it. That's your problem. That's the true colours of these miserable scum suckers amongst us. Because you left your card out, and that's what it says. It says, I don't return my shopping cart Look, like a jerk. And they always go full aggression, don't they? They go from zero to 100 on aggression as soon as they're asked about it. Look at this. It's got our phone number, though. You can call us and give us some... Oh, it's on the ground. It's littering. Here, let me help you out. I can, I can reapply it. 
God damn it, man. I went to the grocery store. Right. I came here. I'm, I'm following. And I don't need your bullshit. But it's... <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, sir. I don't need your bullshit. I'm a victim, man. Uh, but see, sir. Okay. You started with the BS. Okay. No, you did. Uh, sir, you know I... why you did? Because you asked me about the fucking cart. That's You're... why. Why, do... uh. why would I do that? Because I didn't park it in the thing. Right. Okay? Exactly. Okay. I know I didn't. But okay. And don't I you didn't, wanna... goddamn, I didn't feel like walking over there, okay? Don't you... Oh, I didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like it. <laughs> ah. Oh, pardon me, sir. Pardon me, sir. I guess I didn't feel like it. <laughs> what a fucking... What a piece of shit. What a filthy human. Yeah, I didn't do it because I don't feel like it. I guess... I guess we don't have to do things we don't feel like then, huh? Yeah. yeah. I could have not slashed your tires, but I didn't feel like it. <laughs> I could have not put sugar in your water in your petrol tank, but I didn't feel like it. Ah oh, well. Ah oh, well. It's your problem now, huh? You wanna be a better person? Sir? There's a chance to be like you know, Jesus and Gandhi and MLK, they would take their cards back. <laughs> they all take their cards back. Jesus, Gandhi and MLK return their cards. Don't put it on my car, okay? Okay. I have no business doing that. This is my Go fuck yourself. I hate these people so much. Oh. The great nation of Boogie Stan will not tolerate this kind of behavior. No. Unapologetically. I don't give a shit. This is my, it's in my job I title. I don't give a shit. It is I, I can't wait until we pop the uh, the old offenders in Boogie Stan into a cart and send them off down the freeway. I, I pray for the day. Literally my business. No. Well, you paid for that? Yes, sir. How much you make? Well, sir, that's confidential, but it's- Oh, it is, I'm huh? not asking you your salary. No, I'm not. That's, you that's, have no idea what I do. That's why I didn't ask. This guy is very confused. <laughs> How much do you make? Well, that's none of your business. I didn't ask you about your salary. No, I do not. Huh? You have no idea what I do. Exactly. I didn't ask. <laughs> He's incoherent. He's a mess, this guy. That's confidential, but it's... He can barely understand English. Oh, it is. I'm huh? not asking you oh, your salary. Oh, Oh, he thinks he's got like a real gotcha moment there. Oh. No, I'm not. That's, you that's, have no idea what I do. That's why I didn't ask. Yeah, knock it off. That's what he's saying. <laughs> Somebody else in the parking lot's calling him an asshole. <laughs> yes, yes. This is how we know we're winning. This is how we know that we're in front on this battle. You know why? when the average citizen starts to chime in. When somebody else in the parking lot witnesses this behavior taking place and says, hey, you're an asshole. Look at the look on his face. He cannot believe it. He cannot believe it. He thought he was in the right. He is gobsmacked. What? I'm the asshole? Yes, sir, you are. You are the asshole. 
Congratulations. Fantastic. This guy. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I got it under control, though. Thank. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Of course, Asian Sebastian has it under control. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Anyway, yeah, the guy says he doesn't. Guy. He. I, don't, I have no idea. Who's that guy? Your worst nightmare. I have no idea. He just said, "Knock it off and don't yell at me." Basically. Does he even? <laughs> He can't even find the words. He's got no explanation for this. That other guy said, knock it off and stop yelling at me. Because again, if you're a piece of shit, if you're a piece of shit that leaves their cart wherever they want, if you're a jerk like that, then you can't comprehend why anybody else would have a problem with it. You know why? Because you're a piece of shit. That's what pieces of shit do. That's what jerks do. They do what they want. They say, fuck it. It's somebody else's problem. It's none of your business. And then when when they're confronted with their piece of shit behavior, they cannot comprehend that anybody else would disagree with them. Why? Because they're a piece of shit. Because they're a jerk. That's how a jerk operates, ladies and gentlemen. I don't understand. Why do you care? I don't understand. How can you be against me? I'm just doing what I'm just making up the rules as I go along. I'm doing what I want. What fucking business is it of yours? <laughs> it's because you're a jerk. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Anyway, yeah, the guy says he doesn't. Guy. He did, I, don't, I have no idea. Who's that no guy? Idea. He just said, knock it off and don't yell at me, basically. Look at this response. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Fuck him. Does he even know what the fuck happened here? I think he'd feel really bad for me if he did, because he didn't. You want me to go in and tell him what happened? You're going to tell him? Always with the victim mentality, isn't it? Perpetual victims. I'm sure Jeff Daniels thinks he's a victim too. You know what I mean? You've been a lazy bones? I don't give a shit what I tell him. Well, the, well, that, I'll tell That's God the truth. Damn it. Sir, can you I ask? Know, all I want to do is go home. I didn't need your fucking... Expertiseism on this. Well, this is why we're here. <laughs> <Expertiseism>. <laughs> So he's a moron as well. <laughs> of course he is. Of course he's an idiot. <laughs> of course he's a fucking moron. <laughs> I didn't need your expertiseism. <laughs> Aren't they always? Aren't they always the knuckle-dragging, drooling, fucking pathetic morons in our society? They are, aren't they? Time after time after time. The antisocial cart criminals are always the worst humans. <laughs> they're the most arrogant and they're the dumbest. <laughs> this is why I have no sympathy for them. How could I? How could I care? You got your fancy book learning. <laughs> All right. Ah, oh, fantastic stuff. On that note, I think we'll leave it for one more night, but not before we do one more of these. Ladies and gentlemen, stand for the glory of Boogie Stan one more time before we quit on a Friday night. The national anthem for the great nation of Boogie Stan. Uh, I'll be back on Monday night. <clears throat> with another edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. 
Don't forget, if you want to uh, vote for the flag contest, head to my timeline. It is the pin tweet uh, at Boogie Bumper. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter, patreon.com slash Boogie Bumper. Uh, please, please, please subscribe to the podcast. Thank you to everybody who contributed tonight on DLive and on... Oh, my God. I didn't have I didn't have my fucking alerts on again. Holy shit. I'm so sorry. Ugh. Thank you for the uh, gifted subscription, Lady of Diamonds. Uh, ben K. Veritas with the diamonds. Sit down and take your magnet lazy bones. Couldn't agree more. Thank you so much, everyone who contributed tonight. Um, I've been... Ugh, I've been off. So, <laughs> so thank you for joining us. Uh, don't forget to follow our friends... Uh, who have we got? At Real Person PLTCS. I think uh, everybody's favorite lover of French women, Mersh, is on right now. Nightwave Radio, Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Major Tom tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Joy of Pessy will be around. I'm not sure of his schedule over the weekend, but I'll have to get in touch, see what's going on. Sunday night, the Sunday night shit show, ladies and gentlemen, with Frozen Asian. Uh, and then on Monday, the great JJ Stoner will return. Lois Ropez with Way Dave will return. There we go. There's another one. Follow Q with the diamond. I'm standing 07 with the salute. You better be standing for the great anthem for the great kingdom of Boogistan. And I'll be back on Monday night with another episode of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for the diamond platypus. All right, everybody, stand to attention. It's time to honor the great nation of Boogistan. And I'll see you next week for another episode of the Daily Boogie.